This is The Mandalorian Union, a podcast where married nerds Megan and Zach discuss the Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian. This is episode one, trailers and hype. Hey everyone, I'm Zach. I'm Megan. Uh, Welcome to The Mandalorian Union. Uh, We are two married nerds that love Star Wars. Yeah, we'll be keeping these episodes short and sweet for easy listening, and we'll release them as soon as we can after each episode drops on Disney+, Plus. but we do have real lives. We do. We are not professional podcasters, as Warner Herzgoggles told us recently, podcasting is a complicated profession. (laughs) So we like to keep it simple and go to our nine-to-fives. However, we anticipate really loving this show and want to share a bit of that joy with you and dive into discussing it with, with you all. And mostly each other, because you all mostly won't be on the podcast. But hey, we love questions, we love discussions, love it all. Cool. So we'll give you a little bit of background on our individual histories with Star Wars and then talk about the uh, handful of trailers for the show that have dropped. But first... Megan, uh, you got a special opportunity related to The Mandalorian at Star Wars Celebration this year, didn't you? I did. I did. So um, I got into The Mandalorian panel with my friends. Shout out to at Lipstick and Lightsabers and that we all got into that panel together and that was super fun. And um, we got to see a preview of The Mandalorian, like the first 10 minutes of the show. And they played it twice for us. It was great. Um, I am really excited for The Mandalorian because Cara Dune looks awesome. And who is Cara Dune? In a non-spoiler sense, just setting us up for the show, who is Cara Dune? (laughs) A new female in the Star Wars galaxy who is quite awesome and has good guns. Very cool. Is she? Uh, does she seem to be a bounty hunter, or can we not even give that away? We don't know. We don't know. Okay, she's we just Cara Dune with guns. Yeah. What kind of guns does she have? Big ones. Big guns. <laughs> Was she the <laughs> character in the trailers with the Gatling gun? Yes. Excellent. Yes. Oh, I am so excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, I'm excited for the grit of the show. Um, I think it, it's just going to be really hearty and interesting. Um, and the Mandalorian, like, I have so many questions. Who, what, when, where, why? Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yes, and apparently an actual Mandalorian, unlike Boba Fett. Uh, controversial. So controversial. You say Boba? I say Boba Fett. Oh, I say Boba. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to congratulate you. We have uh, come to our first major Star Wars difference <laughs> on this podcast. The first of many... Lovingly stated, I'm to be sure. Um, as as I've heard uh, most recently from a, a charity video that Mark Hamill did, the differences in name pronunciation, people would ask George Lucas on set during the original trilogy, and he would just hand wave it and say, say it however you want, we can just chalk it up to regional differences. That's true for us. It's true. It's true. We certainly have some regional differences. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of us and our history, uh, Megan, when did you get into Star Wars? I got into Star Wars when I was three. Um, My dad was watching um, Empire Strikes Back on TV one night, and I heard John Williams score and just fell in love. Read a lot of the books growing up through elementary school, the EU books now. And um, since this new sequel trilogy has come out, I have really, really gotten into Star Wars. Awesome. What... What do you love most about Star Wars? What things going on in Star Wars that do you just love? Hope and love. 
Excellent. The themes. The themes of hope and love. The themes of hope and love. Um, <laughs> is there anything having to do with a fabrics or attire that you really like in Star oh, Wars? Yes, yes. I, I love um, Star Wars space fashion. So the entire prequel trilogy I spent obsessing over every single outfit that Padme wore and really wanting crushed velvet. Like, I wanted crushed <laughs> velvet so bad. It was also the mid to early 2000s, so crushed velvet velour tracksuits were in as mm. well. So. Mm. Excellent. Well, I'm glad we're in the future. Uh, <laughs> so why would you say Star Wars is special to you? What role has it served in your life that makes it near and dear to your heart? Near and dear. Well, it's pretty um, transcendent, right? Like, people of many ages and many generations and cultures all really love star wars have interacted with it and it's a common bond between people even if you don't speak the same language so i really love that and then of course i love all the friendships star wars has brought me and spoiler alert star wars kind of was responsible for getting us together (laughs) it was it was the the topic through which we first met that's very true that's very true I think we can save that for a future episode. Kind of string them along a little bit. Oh, okay. So, um, Zach, when did you get into Star Wars? I got into Star Wars with, funnily enough, the special editions. Those had come out, and we were renting them. They were the only ones at Blockbuster or the only ones we knew to pick up at Blockbuster. (laughs) And we rented them so many times, my parents had to buy the box set and it was the special edition so i grew up on the special edition in the 90s over and over again my parents were not into star wars Uh, i don't think they cared too much for it they didn't dislike it at all and we watched through those so many times the movies just imprinted themselves deeply (laughs) on my psyche that's true he can quote most of the movies it's Mm. very impressive Mm mm-hmm it turned into a hobby where I just find the most obscure, weird quotes from the movies to yeah. spout out it at any given moment. Um, stay on target's a favorite. Not too obscure, but uh, it usually takes a a pretty dedicated Star Wars nerd whenever I say stay on target to, uh, to get me. <laughs> so what do you love most about Star Wars, Zach? I think what I love most about Star Wars is, uh, like you said, the hope. The hope in... Family, which we saw that theme really strong in the original trilogy and in and in the others so far. I also love how how vast the world is and seeing in seeing the very relevant stories of people fighting for what they care for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogue One, I would have to say, is my favorite Star Wars movie. I think it's uh, with it being a departure from the the Skywalker saga. It really shows. People fighting for what they believe in, going on those journeys, dealing with the complications of that. And, oh, I just I just love that so much. Yes, so if you have feelings about that, please at Zach and not me. <laughs> um, so why is Star Wars special to you? It's become special to me because of all of the experiences I've got to have with people through Star Wars. It's been very enjoyable in and of itself, Star Wars being in that world through the movies, the music, the video games, the board games, uh, the tabletop role-playing games. Mm. And I think all of those experiences have just added up to something great. I have the pleasure of running a Edge of the Empire tabletop RPG campaign for a group of hilarious misfits in the Outer Rim, uh, which Megan <laughs> is a, a player in that. 
in that tabletop role-playing game campaign. Uh, there's a great number of Star Wars board games of varying quality. <laughs> Plenty of Star Wars video games of even more varying quality. And um, just all the time spent in the bonds formed with people through all of that media is really special. Hmm. That's awesome. Cool. So hmm. um, enough about us. Let, let's talk about people who wear masks and get violent. Yes. Train <laughs> robbers. No. Uh, bounty hunters. Mostly Mandalorian <laughs> bounty hunters. Um, so how many trailers are out? I think we've got three trailers, right? Yes. For The Mandalorian? Yes. We had one released in August. That was our first one. Mega hype there. Then we had one in October about the same length. Then we just had a teaser a few days ago as of recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, Megan, has stood out to you about these trailers? What what things have stood out making you say, ah, this is this is what's going to be unique about this show. This is what's going to be cool about this show. Okay, the ships. Okay, I'm not a ship person. I'm a ship person. Zach's a ship person. Not as big a ship person as some people, but I'm a ship person. Right, he likes them. I can't classify them for you. I don't know the numbers. But the ships look cool. They're different. Um seeing like random obscure characters you've only read about like species so ugnots in a movie like in a show like quarens right quarens right so like that's really cool um i think the other thing is just like the setting we haven't mm-hmm. seen like a we haven't, we haven't seen a setting like this before really mm-hmm yeah, it seems to be a handful of planets. We've got the forest kind of like overgrown golf course planet in mm-hmm. one of the opening shots. We've got things that look kind of Tatooine or Corellia-esque that appear just badly lit and dirty. Ships are just parked in the gravel. Yeah, it's very Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I do love that they open up with the Stormtrooper helmets on pikes. <laughs> yes, that is very cool. Sets a lot of tone. Sets a lot of tone. Yeah. What I like that what I like about the trailers, what kind of stands out to me is that they they're positioning it with the trailers that the Mandalorian and friends are just working to get by. But are they friends? Oh, I probably am saying that facetiously. I mean, Carl <laughs> Weathers probably his friend because you have to be friends with Carl Weathers. Of course. Just look at that smile. He's he's in the Mandalorian trailer and he's smiling. He was one look of the that. most gregarious people on stage at Celebration. Oh, at the Mandalorian panel. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. It was That's great. awesome. But as far as they're positioning it in these trailers, these people they're just they're they're working for money. They gotta gotta get your bounty. Gotta capture that person, toss them in. Warner Herzog's character is saying a few things that tend towards bigger themes. Mm. You know, like what did the rebellion actually change? You know, there's no law. I believe he says something like that. What what do you think these trailers are communicating about the show? Like what what do you think it's gonna be? like focusing on thematically Hmm. the trailers i feel like are saying the message this is the star wars gritty reboot Mm. like we've had with so many other shows however because it will still be star wars i'm sure they'll still keep some cool uh cool things some core values of star wars maybe the hope won't be quite as hopeful but I, I anticipate they're gonna. It's gonna sneak in there. But the trailers, the trailers aren't really hinting at that hope right now. It's all what? grit and guns and. Yes, I like all of those things, but the hope will show up. I think it will. I don't think the trailers are saying that, but I'm suspicious there's hope buried in there somewhere. It's Star Wars, of course. <laughs> what characters are you excited to see, Megan? We've seen a handful of them. I've heard you talk about a few. Right. So Cara Dune definitely again. 
I want to know who she is. What is she about? I want to know all, all everything about. I think she's about Gatling guns and laying waste to her enemies. Amazing. I want that. <laughs> um, I'm also excited about learning about the Mandalorian. Like, also, what's your name? Why are you just the Mandalorian? <laughs> like, I love that. Mm-hmm. What a moniker. Um, I'm also super pumped to see Ming-Na Wen. Yes. They just released yesterday um, her like character name, and I am going to botch it pronunciation-wise. So, um, you guys, um, you just you let me know how you would pronounce her name, um, and maybe we'll just see how it comes up in the show. Mm-hmm. But Ming-Na Wen's character, super pumped to see her. I mm-hmm. love her. I loved her in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. I love of course, Mulan. So I am, I'm ready. Um, she was starring in the live action adaption of Mulan. No. No. No, she's Mulan, like Mulan's voice. Oh, I didn't realize she voice acted Mulan. Yes. Many, many moons many ago. Many moons ago in the year two thousand. Oh wow! Okay. I saw that movie like six times. She did year. not. She does not look nearly old enough to have been an established voice actor in two thousand. <laughs> She is wonderful and beautiful, and we love her. Yeah, so, Zach, what characters are you excited to see? Oh, man, that... The Ugnaught mm. riding what looks like a two-legged dewback. I can't quite remember their name. Uh, but the <laughs> Ugnaught gentleman, he looks great. I think I'm just going to love our hairy Ugnaught friend. Mm. He looks he looks great. He looks like the old trusted friend, sardonic and caring. Oh, I'm, I'm just so excited for him. Just his whole look, his whole vibe. Right. Yes. And the dewbacks. Mm-hmm. And the dewbacks. I'm not sure if they're dewbacks. They have two legs. Mm, you're right. I believe they were actually present in uh, the Clone Wars or Rebels. I remember seeing them animated. I believe this is the quote-unquote live-action version of a animated animal. Ooh, or it could be a new one. Or a new animal. Mm. Always need some new animals in Star Wars. I know. Never enough weird beasts. I know. Do you think that there are going to be purgles in the Mandalorian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I kind of doubt it because purgles feel a bit more whimsical and mythic right, to me, right. especially for how they were used in Rebels. So cool. Mm-hmm. It would be cool if they showed up. I feel like they'd be a background piece and not a core, not a core story element. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Purgles are cool. Purgles are great. Love purgles. Yeah. So, Megan, uh, why are you excited to see these kinds of stories in Star Wars? These definitely gritty, lots of guns, maybe helpful stories. Definitely hopeful. Um, because I think that, one, the, the cast is really diverse. And I think that's important right now um, in our time. Because... I think shows and stories now that reflect accurately like who is on the planet watching things and mm-hmm. consuming media, um, it's important for everybody to have a character to look up to and see and go, that is me. Whether it be you know somebody that looks like you or is like you in your personality, just so many different ways to represent people. And I think that um, I think this story with the Mandalorian specifically, the grit and like the sort of, we don't really know what's gone on after the mm-hmm. rebellion and all these things. Um, you know, I think that's a story a lot of people can relate to right now in the world. Um, and I, th- I think it's going to be really interesting. We need to, we need to have that story told. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. I love seeing uh, representation of just people of all kinds 
uh, ethnicity, personality, um, you know, women who get to be in roles you're not used to, men who get to be in roles you're not used to, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, ethnically, if you're not diverse, it's just bad sci-fi. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah, like the original movies, as much as I love them, products of their time for lots of, you know, Caucasian actors, not good sci-fi. No. Not good sci-fi. No. Humans humans are a mixed bag of, mixed bag of candy. Yeah. Would you agree that, like, having aliens is not, like, enough representation, like, aliens as in, like, other species that are not human? Like, oh, that's just not. No, no. I wouldn't count that as, quote-unquote, like, representation because they're, they're alien. They're kind of, by definition, other. Mm. They are not human. So I think... I think it, it would be yes. I don't I don't think aliens should be used or should be considered stand-ins for um, yeah. people of color. That's yeah. I think that would be terrible. Yeah, I agree too. I think those are great characters um, for you to kind of explore different mm-hmm. different ways of like thought and feeling that we may not be as familiar with. Sure. Or like that are really interesting or divergent. Yes, yes, I think, yeah, alien characters have plenty of space to be near and dear to us. Garrus, for anybody who's played the Mass Effect video game series. Uh, what? Garrus is an alien, mm-hmm. kind of bird-like, uh, with, um, I believe, scales, kind of harder skin. Uh, he is everybody's best friend slash boyfriend. Oh. And always needs to go get the gun calibrated. So in Star Wars terms, it would be like really loving C-3PO. Yes, except Garrus is useful and cool. Aww. Sorry, Anthony Daniels. Aww. It's not your fault. Aww. <laughs> Sorry out there to everyone who loves C-3PO. Mm, yes, apologies. Well, on that note, um, and a big thank you to Warner Hers Goggles. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for joining us. You can find the podcast on Twitter at MandoUnionPod. And you can email us at mandounionpod at gmail.com. Send us any questions or thoughts you have about the show, and we may be able to work them in. And thank you all so much for joining us. May your Uggnauts always be hairy.